Hi, what's your name and where are you from? Oh, my name is uh, Denim and I'm from Italy. Italy? Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you, if you're visiting with somebody and they mention that they're a Christian, what kind of a response do you have, positive or negative? Well, I don't believe in God, so I don't know how to get it. What words would come to your mind initially, say two or three words, that you would expect from this person who says that they're a Christian? Uh, respect, uh, love, and happiness. And do you see that in them? Never. Welcome to Connections with Rich and Bobby. Hi, I'm Rich, Rich Homeris. And I'm Bobby, Bobby Hamlin. Respect, love, and happiness was the response that that person from Italy expected from those who claimed to be Christians. Well, on today's program, our guests address this perceived disconnect that we, the people of faith, have in the world. They're Phil Cook, president of Cook Media Group, and Jonathan Bach, the founder and head of Grace Hill Media. Now you might be thinking, these are marketing guys. What do they know about the church and Christ followers? Well, they've written a book entitled The Way Back, How Christians Blew Our Credibility and How We Get It Back. And well-known American author Philip Yancey says, quote, This book is both timely and needed. Provocative, yes, because the message is essential at this decisive hinge moment in time. You know, one thing that people forget is that God does speak for himself. That's, I think, what people are afraid of, is that they have to somehow talk people into becoming a Christian. But in reality, you're just opening the door and you're letting God work. Also, it reminds me that people are getting away from going to church, from doing these things, reading the Bible. And what happens is it's getting watered down in your own life. You're not feeding that. You're not getting that energy and, and, and spiritual connection with God. You should be enthusiastic and excited to share your faith because you're so excited about God. And if you're not excited about sharing your faith, then maybe yeah. there's something wrong with your relationship with God. Yeah, well... Our job is to invite them. Closing the deal is uh, God's yes. job, right? So if, if this was a restaurant, we're just, we're inviting them in, yeah. right? We don't need to demand that they eat the pork chop, right? <laughs> like they'll figure out what to eat uh, once True. they get in the restaurant. I heard about this youth pastor. He had been sharing with this one young man and a high schooler. And the high schooler really grabbed hold of it and was so excited and did get to know the Lord and uh, wanted to dedicate his life to the Lord. He was so excited when he was born again. But then he became really worried. He said, you know, I have this camp I'm going to this weekend. All my friends are going to be there and they're going to see this change in me. And I don't know what I'm going to tell them. I'm so scared. You know, will you... Uh, I don't know what to do. I can't even sleep at night thinking about this. They're going to notice something's different. And the youth pastor said, well, let's just pray about it. Let me pray for you. So they prayed together. And then he said, you know, let me know what happens. So the high schooler goes to the camp, comes back, sees the youth pastor. And the youth pastor said, what happened? What happened with your friends? And he goes, oh, it was wonderful. It was fantastic. Nobody found out. <laughs> That's great. Oh, so, sad. yes, and so he needed a little more encouraging from the pastor. But let's look at the flip side. So say 
you are trying to do everything you can to be uh, Christ-like in the way you live your life. Um, you're excited about the Lord. You're close to Him. But the question is, do you let people know that you're a Christian? Just like that young man who went to camp and said, nobody found out. The thing is, is that the way we are living our lives may not make a difference if we're not open that we're representing Christ and we're Christians. Yeah, that's true. I, I think what happens very often, we feel that we have to tell people we're Christians. When I've discovered that if we live the life of a Christian, people notice. You know, one of the things in the book I talk about is living a life of joy. Uh, I've discovered that people are attracted to joy like a magnet. And if people have difficult, challenging lives these days. And you don't have to share tracks. You don't have to talk about Jesus. You just have to live a life of joy and people will come up and ask you about it. So I think it's not so much feeling the pressure to let everybody know you're a Christian. Just start living that life. And trust me, people will ask. Yeah. It, it's also a function of what are you doing to push yourself so that people see that life, right? So in the case of the early Christians, I mean, Christianity was illegal, right? And they were doing things in early Rome that just absolutely baffled the Romans. I mean, for example, infant exposure was just a very common thing that Romans would do. Oh, we had a girl, leave it outside, right? And it, they would expose it to the weather and the, the child would die. And that was it. As a matter of fact, they didn't name their children for weeks just in case they decided like, oh, well, we decided not to keep this one. And so one of the things that the Christians started doing was picking up these children and raising them as their own. And they also had happy, loving marriages that were committed to their spouse. This was completely uh, baffling to the Romans who didn't have those kinds of relationships at all. When the plague would come, Romans would flee out of town. Christians would go the other way and go to... Now, of course, lots of them died, lots of them. But that kind of behavior ultimately is what won over the Romans, is that they just saw these people living these unbelievable lives and they wanted to know more about it. Isn't that something that we should be thinking about how can we stand out as we look at ways that we can make an impact on our communities? Isn't that something that um, we as uh, believers should uh, constantly be uh, looking for ways that we can uh, be involved? Absolutely. I think service. We, we've just missed the, the key element of service. When we were writing the book, we discovered that something like 72% of Americans don't know their neighbors' names. Uh, you know what? You don't have to go witness to that person. Just take them a pie. Just go over there and meet them. Just talk to them. John, when we were writing the book, did a block party on his street. Got to know people on the street. Just just make an effort. Just get out there, and people will start seeing that, and that alone could change everything. I just believe that we don't have to worry so much about sharing the gospel. Let's just go connect with people, and suddenly these conversations start happening, and who knows how many people could have their lives changed because of it. Yes, God's love and joy is our strength. We hope you're enjoying listening to Phil Cook and Jonathan Bach as we discuss this thought-provoking topic from their book, The Way Back. Yes, and we'll return to our talk with them in just a moment. This is Connections, connecting with God's people as we encourage one another in our walk with Christ. And we'd love to connect with you. You can contact us by email at connect to Rich and Bobby at gmail.com. That's connect with the number two, Rich and Bobby, Bobby spelled with an I, 
at gmail.com. So let's return now to our talk with Phil Cook and Jonathan Bach. There's also things that I think that we can do on a nationwide scale that would really start to get people to be astonished by our behavior in a good way, much like the early Christians were astonishing the Romans. And so I'll give you an example. There are, right now as we sit here, somewhere between 450 and 500,000 kids in the foster care program across the country, right? I mean, just simply don't have parents aren't involved within their lives at all. And it is a national tragedy because these kids have a 1% graduation rate from college. In the first year of emancipation, 25% of them will be homeless. Three quarters of the girls within three years will be pregnant again. And the cycle continues and continues. And if you're sitting there thinking, well, what could I possibly do about that? Think about that number, 450, let's call it 450,000. Well, there are 300 plus thousand churches in the United States. So if each church just took one or two foster care kids into their uh, community and had a family who raised them and brought them up and everybody else supported, if we did that, we could wipe out foster care in a single year. It could just happen that easily. Believe me, that's the kind of thing that would astonish our culture and go, there's no foster care kids? When did that happen? Well, the churches took them all in. It's those kind of things that we need to start doing. And the book is full of examples like that, that we can do collectively and we can do individually as well. Well, we're talking about the book, The Way Back. Why don't you just summarize here okay. as we close why you felt called to sound the alarm? In other words, what can we do? Where do we stand now? And is there a hope? That's a great question. And, and what really got me going in this this direction was that when you look at the last 30 or 40 years in our culture today, is there a single area, single area in, in the social realm where Christians have moved the dial in a positive direction at all? And, and I can't think of one. I can't think of one, which means we've had really very little impact in the culture. And so obviously all the anger strategies, you know, getting upset at the culture, you know, people don't change because you get mad at them, uh, but we've gotten mad at the culture. We've done boycotts and we boycotted Hollywood and movie studios. We do petition drives. If you don't say Merry Christmas, if you say happy holidays, by golly, we're not going to buy your coffee. Those things have done zero for actually advancing the cause of the gospel. So maybe it's time we tried something different. And instead of what we call anger strategies, maybe let's try to astonish the culture. What if we actually did things that so baffled this culture that just like the things that Jesus said, like the things the early church did, that, that people could not wrap their head around why anybody would do that. And it forced them to rethink who these people are and who is this God they serve. We could do that. I think that would start to turn the tide. Yeah. And I'll just in closing point to someone like Mother Teresa. We all know who Mother Teresa is. Quick, can you tell me a single teaching of Mother Teresa? Or is what you know about Mother Teresa, her actions of how she treated the, the poor and the destitute? It was action that made the difference. And so we can just, we can stop talking and we just start living our Christian life. And that's what will move the needle most. You know, as we close, we uh, would like to pray for both of you and pray that many would read this book and that the church would change. 
that it would convict hearts and minds for those that are listening to not just listen and be apathetic, but to uh, really take heed, to examine themselves and to see, Lord, what would you have me to do? So if you wouldn't mind, I'd like to pray for Please. both of you and, and pray that uh, many would be moved. Yes, and we want to invite all of our listeners to join in. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time, this time of discussion, Lord, that as uh, many of us have drifted away, we look at coming to you, Lord, to draw us back, to pull on us, Lord, that uh, many might uh, pick up this book and read it and to have self-examination, but most importantly, pick up your book, Lord, the Word, and study it to see if these things are not so and to really be drawn back to you, Lord. We just thank you for Phil and Jonathan. We thank you for this message that they have and pray that you would just use it to your honor and to your glory. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Phil Cook and Jonathan Bach have been our guests. Phil is the president of the Cook Media Group, and Jonathan is the founder and head of Grace Hill Media. And we've been talking about their book that they've written together entitled The Way Back, How Christians Blew Our Credibility and How We Get It Back. It's published by Worthy Publishing and available online and at most book outlets. It's also available in an audio version. Or you can go to philcook.com to find out more. That's philcook.com. C-O-O-K-E dot com. Yes, we encourage you, perhaps even in a study discussion group, to read the book, The Way Back. You're listening to Connections with Rich and Bobby, and we'd love to have you subscribe to our podcast on this platform or any of the others like iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Also, if you've missed a program or would like to hear the current one again or to invite others to listen, just go to our website, at connectionswithrichandbobby.com. All of our contact information is there as well. Then, if you have a smart speaker, you can also listen to us there by simply saying, Alexa, Siri, or Hey Google, play the podcast Connections with Rich and Bobby. Also, you can listen to our podcast on Pandora. And finally, you can connect with us also on social media on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So do take a moment to let us know about you even if it's just where you're listening from. And if you have another moment, we'd love to hear your feedback about our podcasts. This is Connections, connecting with one another as Romans 1 verse 12 says, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. So thank you for listening. And remember, tell others and spread the word, God's word. And don't forget to join us next time on Connections with Rich and Bobby. Bobby.